and welcome to Real Clear Fetish Talks, Real Clear Playing. It's been two weeks and I am back and the weather is looking nice or freezing or warm. We, it can't really make up its mind. Everyone's saying global warming, I'm just saying it's April. But mm, this week we are near Manchester, I think. You might clarify in a moment for me. And his name is Bandyo. Hello, Bandyo. Hello very much. Yes, uh, yes, just outside of Manchester City Centre because fuck City Centre prices. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I was looking up it on Facebook, so where is he? And then it said a town, I wasn't sure where it was, and it's that part of Manchester, so I, I'm glad you can clarify it for me. Yeah. Cool beans. Okay, first question is, what do you prefer I call you, name, pronouns, and title? Um. So... Uh, Definitely banjo, that's just generally what most people in social circles and naughty circles call me. Um, pronouns, I'm going to steal a line from Best Dressed Mess Tish, um, who basically says, he, him, gay, she. <laughs> and I was like, stealing, thank you. <laughs> um, and it titled, oh god, where do we start? <laughs> Um, it depend on who, which guy is standing in front of you, what title you might have. Yes, or girl. Or girl. Oh yeah, of course, I saw you. you you're bisexual or pansexual? <laughs> yeah. uh, bye. Bye. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, so, in general, I'm more of a body comfort advocate. I don't tend to do like the body confidence. It's more, I feel, if you get more comfortable in yourself, then you're halfway to getting confident. So it's just... I focus more on, because there's plenty of people who are doing an amazing job in body confidence. So I'm like, feel comfortable in your body. And then you are pretty much halfway there. It's going to be fine. Um, so advocating that in all sorts of uh, sort of kinky spaces and just general LGBT. Um, I try to be anyway, as much as possible. Can't really pin down a, I am a rubbery person, I am a leathery person because I'm pretty much just jack of all trades. <laughs> With it all, there's always something nice. <laughs> well, why why stick to one fetish when you can have them all? Yeah, uh, bisexual. Don't, don't, making decisions is really hard. Bisexual <laughs> and poly. It's like, why make a decision? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Completely sober, clear-headed, or social drinker? Um, so, never done any drugs or anything, uh, but with drinking social. Uh, it's very... Which has been a weird experience socially drinking while during lockdown times, but yeah, um, no, very much just it's social rather than sort of anything else. And what is clear play to you and why is it important? So, um, I always like to think of it as, I'm, before any kind of a scene, I just don't drink in general or um, pretty much I, I just stay as sober-headed as possible and that's just more of a mental so i'm sober-minded as well and so that i'm more into the scene and more into whatever is going on and I'm more engaged as well i think if i'm drunk i'm a little bit more look over there <laughs> than anything else um so it's just a bit of a wanting to make sure that i'm present and then the other person is present as well and then there's that communication because communication is literally i always try and say safe sane consensual communication are the best things and it's just much easier um when you're clear-headed it's it's also easier when you're clear-headed to measure consent it's it's because consent is sexy boys and girls 
um, I literally saw an, a, a headline, of course, from America, where one of the states was putting in a suggestion that if you have engaged in sex, you cannot withdraw the consent in the act, mm. which <clears throat> brain just yeah. exploded. It was like, of course you can. You can do it at any time. You could be fist deep in him. If he's saying no, <laughs> take the fist out and stop. Yeah. Consent and safe words. Always. Just, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'd prefer someone asking, are you all right? Fast too much than not enough. Because <laughs> at the very least you can go, yes, I am. Keep going. Or, or asking them, are you all right? Yes. Yeah. What Ooh. you're doing there is perfect. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so you, um, you say you about body confidence and body co comfortable, you said. Um, what? Why do you want to promote more of that? I know um, the kink scene can be a little bit like muscle marries and it's a, it's a certain archetype and the kink scene has definitely been bad with promoting that type of uh, body type all the time and it can cause issues with kink members not feeling enough. Is that where some yeah. of that stuff comes in? Definitely. I think it's just one of those where it's very... It's the whole LGBT spaces are meant to be inclusive as is anyway, because it's, it, they're very much safe spaces. Like, I very much adopted um, Manchester Village as just a, a second home from the house, basically, because of just how how much of a, right, this is a safe space, this is a safe spot, this is all just very um, close. And I think being part of that and wanting to make sure that it is the best it can be is wanting to sort of see people who are very much just being authentically themselves as much as possible and not really giving a fuck. <laughs> um, and just sort of saying, right, I want to be this, I want to do this. Um, and sort of, I think from seeing, a, because in Manchester it seems there's a huge bear community and they are all lovely people and they're very gorgeous. And it's just sort of like, right, why do we not see that as much in in your rubbers, in your leathers, as a standard, um, it, you see them out and affect everyone, all types of people out at events, but then it's sort of like, well, why is that not reflected in a wider scale? Why is that not reflected on social media imagery? Why is that not reflected in posters for events? Why is that not reflected in literally just in sexy underwear ads, those kind of things. And so sort of, and it's sort of saying, I always try and say any body is sexy. Not anybody, any body, because it, the, it, it's true, literally. Like anyone can be in what you're wearing, which is very lovely and look absolutely amazing with that confidence, even without really. And like in what I am, the amount of people who go, oh, I wish I looked at, it's like, you, you don't need to be like, I wish I looked like you or as good. Most of it, I always say, Angles, filters, false confidence. <laughs> Literally, it's just like... We're definitely in a situation now, especially it's it's the fetish and the Instagram people where you can... And, and trust me, I'm, I'm equally as bad because how long do I try to get the right angle, the right light and so on, play around with it? I can look like a million bucks in a picture. It's not necessarily how I feel in the picture, it has to be said. But it's 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 
we are in this notion of are they going to look the same in reality? Not necessarily yeah. that's a bad thing if they look different to compared to a picture because it's a picture. Mm. It's a snapshot of who you are. You have no emotion, yeah. your, no feeling for the person. Yeah, I think, well, what I try and sort of do with it, myself personally and just try and sort of project is not that I... Because obviously you want to get the best sort of angles or you just want to make it look as flattering as possible if you're going for that. But I think just... You can look flattering and still be fat. You can still look <laughs> flattering and still be anything. And it's very much just like, I think if you see those pictures as at their best, that gives that boost, that projects that confidence. And then you can go, I know that I look like this. I might have just been squinting in another photo, but that's literally just what happens. Like that's what happens with anybody. <laughs> and just sort of being able to sort of just look at those final products though and just go right I know that I look like that I look bomb as hell I'm going to go out I'm going to do more sort of project more be more and that comes with that sort of comfort because you're then looking at yourself and you're being more comfortable in what you're presenting you end up taking less first second third selfies before you get oh my god that's the really fun one that's a really great one and then it's just that sort of steamroll and into just being more confident i think anyway so i think it it works but just not relying on it oh absolutely i'm 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 i've always been very an, an advocate of yes i can look mean and in, in lever and there is this notion that a bluff guy has to not smile and look constipated the whole time, uh, which is fine. And it works very well if he's on top of me because that that is the kind of thing I get off on. But if I take a picture of me smiling or doing something that's non-bluff man, I don't fucking care. It's, it's what was it? I was running around at Antwerp Lever Pride last time. I have um, quite a few stuffed toys. Um, I My friends keep buying them for me. Uh, and I have a little um, non-gender specific unicorn with wings um, and I had it with me and I ran around just like, do you want to have a picture with this unicorn? Which is so off brand for a lever man to run around and doing. But most people were like, oh yeah, let's be, let me pose with this. This is fun. Yeah. Da, da, da. And it was just, we don't have to be so serious. We're all running around in, well, rubber is from a fucking tree and lever is from... <laughs> dead cow skin we need to take it less serious and just have fun with it no definitely and it, it, it's that kind of weird why are we being so serious literally you are you can do anything you can like look like anything but it's just that very but you said like brand it's it's a brand that has a place it's not the only bloody one <laughs> and i think people just need to remember that and just sort of go right I know that it's not a be-all, end-all to... Because the amount of times people actually end up smiling in a photo, it's the one that gets the most comments. Oh my God, you look great smiling. Duh, duh, duh. And it's just the weirdest, like... Well, you, you've seen that people actually enjoy seeing you, enjoying yourself. But then you go back to... And it's like, it looks great. But you've got to... Yeah... <laughs> Well, I, I sometimes when I see a lever man on a picture and he has this slightly cheeky grin or a smile on, I'm just like, I want to know what's going on in his head. 
because that can only be good. Um, oh god, yeah. That's much more, of, of course, a nice smoldering look where it's a little bit covered over the eyes and so on. That works very well for me. It's like I spend many hours wanking to that, but it's 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 just not. It's not reality. It's it's not how a person is. You're more likely to walk into a leather bar and hear them talking about the latest Mary Berry recipe they've been trying out than them standing around talking about beating up their slaves all the time. Um, which is also fun. Absolutely. I'll put that out there. If there's any slaves that want to be beaten up, I'm right here. Um, consent. consent, of course. Consent. <laughs> consent, of course. Um, applications greatly received. <laughs> but yeah, it's, 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 as you say, it's a brand. It's a certain way of being. It's, it's, I've, I think I had someone write to me once and not that I took it too much to heart and I know who I am as a person and, Sometimes when I get excited, my arms move quite a lot. I'm quite Same. expressive. <laughs> uh, and I had someone write to me at, yet again at Antwerp Leather Pride. And he was like, oh my God, you look so hot and you're leather, but you were too camp for me. It was like, so you just took your time to write to me saying I was looking good, but I'm too camp. What are you getting out of doing that? I, I don't know. Because I know who I am. I'm comfortable with who I am. I'm neither hyper-masculine, I'm neither hyper-feminine, I'm me. I'm just kind of an in-between, a little bit camp one day, not so camp the next day. It also depends on what mood I'm in, what am I dressed in, who am I with. Um, mm -hmm. Definitely, there's nothing better than a night out with the girls where it's just camping it up, and that's perfectly fine as well. And I can do that in gear as well. I have no issue with that. Well, they're normally in their full leathers as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, one of the best nights at MRM, um, the MRM weekend, is the Oscars after show. If anyone sort of knows of that, it's the campus time. Like, I think the one year there were visitors from Germany who actually learnt bare necessities in German so that they could literally sing it all through Oscars and down Canal Street. And I think they played it about five times one year. <laughs> oh, oh, next time it's on when we finally can get to that, I'll learn some of my Disney songs in Danish and just belt them out in Danish instead. Because um, yes. we, we, Denmark is actually one of the big countries that's really good at translating Disney cartoons. We've gotten awards for it. So Ooh. our songs are quite good, actually. And it makes sense where some other translations are not so yeah. good. So I had, a, I had a quick look at your Instagram and some of the pictures you put up. I'm getting a sense you're slightly nerdy, geeky. Am I right in that path? Very much so. Yes, <laughs> I, 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 I was a little bit curious because I'm, I was looking and I fell over the picture of you as an orc. Is that yes. all green and so on? And I was just like, is it is it bestiality to fancy an orc or is it something else or what is it? But I, I'm I'm discovering a whole new section of kind of geeky fetishists who also do cosplay. But where is that line between cosplay and fetish or role play? Is that something um, you've kind of mixed up or has that been more for the fun of it? Um, for me, it's not so much the cosplay elements. Um, I think the only sort of... Yeah, I've, I've, cosplay influenced, I think. But definitely it's more 
I just want to, it's a sort of creative, I want to just do this because it's fun type outlet more than anything. Um, and then by proxy, <laughs> it's quite fun seeing how much people are saying, this should not turn me on. Why is it turning me on? <laughs> I'm putting my hand up right now. <laughs> I, I, did a, I did a clown one a while back and I got quite a few people sort of saying, shouldn't be doing this. Oh, there, yeah. there is a clown fetish, I, I can guarantee you. And there's probably a whole, the whole balloon community was probably all over it. Yeah. Oh, no, don't worry. I know a few uh, lunars, they're called. Lunars, yes. That Of course, that is the name. Mm, I, yes. I <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's more of a, it, it's kind of like accessorizing, I, I kind of find. Um, there was the one I did when I was working at, um, the eagle where it was sort of like a I had rubber shorts on and then just like a rope sort of I did the most basic um sort of rope bondage on myself and then it was just sort of like oil and sort of mermaid stuff and it was just sort of like it was for Halloween and it was just sort of like it just looked fun and it and it all went together as a bit of a fun outfit um I did end up having a drag queen who came in um who said I looked like Mystique and I went not quite it. <laughs> uh, but she was lovely. She was absolutely wasted, but that's... <laughs> well, that's it's a drag queen in Manchester, in Canal Street. Aren't most of them quite wasted most of the time? No. They're all are lovely. They, are, no, seriously, are, are, they are, are lovely. Are they all professional and keep sober until they're off work? Wink, I wink. do know a few, actually. I do know a couple. Um, yeah. <laughs> Not all, but no couple. No, I'm completely generalising, and if any of the drag queens now come after me, I do apologise. Oh yeah, yeah, I know a couple, so they've uh, they're already typing. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm already cancelled by the drag queens in Manchester. That was not the point it's of it. Fine. But yeah, it is, uh, I, as you mentioned, Halloween robber guys and Halloween is just a perfect mix, and it's always fun to go out and robber and kind of add like. Uh, fangs or blood or something because everyone's like oh my god you put so much effort in it's like no no this one this was just in my wardrobe <laughs> i just added some halloween tricks to it um yeah was it one halloween i had a red boiler suit rubber top and red contacts like fiery red contacts and fake blood and i must admit yet again that situation this should not turn me on <laughs> but it yeah. did um, something about those red eyes. Um, unfortunately, because I use contacts and you can't get my prescription in colored contacts, so I can wear the contacts, but I'll look crazy because I have astigmatism and I look like Russell Howard. So, uh, okay. Yeah. So you're just um, literally just going. This is like I'm, I'm looking Do I two directions. You? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm looking two directions. I'm looking at you and looking at the door at the same time. Um, no, it's, 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 I, I have run into people who actually find that quite a turn on because I look slightly crazy. Um, my ex liked it. I don't know why. I'm very self-conscious about it when it happens. Um, yeah. it's one of the reasons that were quite bad when I was still using drugs was, of course, when you're using drugs, you're slightly more relaxed. So that means my mm. eyes were also more relaxed. So if I had astigmatism and, and slightly cross-eyed normally, this was like I'm looking at the inside of my head cross-eyed. Um, 
So not a good look, Ooh. really. Is it different? <laughs> it's a different one. I'm, I'm sure. I, well, in terms I'm of sure I can find like someone. someone... <laughs> Sorry, in terms of someone sort of saying that's sexy, it's different to think it, but each their own. We don't kink shame. Well, put me in a white lab coat and some 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 mad big yeah, manic yeah. laughter. Yeah, then then crazy uh, scientist thing going on and I'm sure there's plenty of people that would like that scene as well. You tell me that you're um you can you like to engage in conversation. We've already touched on body stuff and you're about safe spaces. I'm I'm getting a sense you're not afraid of a debate, if you could say. Yeah. Um, about your views or or a healthy chat about maybe an issue on the kink scene. No definitely I think it's it's a weird sort of reaction to I think the post-Trump world um, is because I know I've noticed a lot, especially on social media, especially this past year, is just if someone disagrees with you, block, block, they disagree with me, block, they disagree with me, and then suddenly spaces become very insular with views, and then it's just sort of like that's how we got into I think a lot of the political stuff that we've got is just people like the shocks of certain political sort of upsets is because people are like but everyone I knew was voting this way and it's like yeah because you only knew those people and you didn't try and talk to and communicate with and even on some levels educate people on the issues if they were less informed or be educated yourself it works both ways. So I think it's just that kind of, it's a reaction to, I'm happy to discuss and debate and talk to anyone on something, as long as there's that, I'm willing to try and change your mind or see if my mind can be changed and we find some ground on that and then suddenly that conversation leads to the two of us coming away from it better hopefully and then suddenly you can go to another person you can go to another person and and then you've got that sort of growth which i think in a very social media led time especially in the past year has become very difficult um there's been people where i've sort of reactionary blocked but i think on a very i can't do this anymore <laughs> level but i think people are far too quick to go no can't be bothered can't be bothered can't be bothered it's like, if you've not tried, you can't really expect people to engage. And then also, if people are, like, talking to you and they're providing arguments, it's kind of healthy to know that you've got an arsenal behind you of, well, actuallys, or yes, ands, and just sort of being able to go, right, I see your point, I completely get that, or learning about their point and going, cool, but have you considered X, Y, and Z. It's like things like um, one thing that I, I try and sort of talk about is brands seem to have a if it ain't fix if it ain't broke don't fix it attitude with the type of people that they use in advertisement for gear. I'm sure you sort of know you'll go through browsing a site and it's the exact same for a lot of the time. There are very particular instances where it's not and there are brands who I shout to the rooftops who don't do this but it's all very 
and that's the same type of looking person, that's the same type of looking person, and it feeds into that kind of attitude. And if you're not discussing with those people and you're disc not discussing with those brands or those events and saying, why past, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, is this happening? Because unfortunately, it doesn't look broke to you, but to other people, it's not the healthiest. No, it's 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 there is definitely some brands now that are quite good. Um, mm. Actually, the one that springs to mind, I can't remember the brand name, to be honest. And it's not necessarily a gay brand, but it pops up on my Instagram quite often. It's still that type of underwear that's made of bamboo and it has these panels on the inside. So is your thighs the... don't rub together. Um, yes. I can't remember. But their Zealand commercials has... Kiwis, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they have all body types in their commercials, which I think is brilliant because this is like, I, I have quite big thighs and my thighs do rub together Sorry. and that would be quite nice having underwear that didn't ride up and stuff like that. And I feel more comfortable putting my money in a company that represents all types of men. Um, and, and I think that's important. Then there's other brands which I would never buy anything from because they perpetuate a stereotype like war paint and I don't mind name dropping them because I think they're dreadful which is makeup for men but because we like they don't say makeup yeah. it's we call it war paint and I was just like it's fucking bullshit and it pro it, it it's oh it grinds my gear when they pop up on my wall because I was like I would never buy your shit I don't mind a, a male makeup brand that has a neutral name but trying to make it into something it's not, it's like, it's a foundation, it's, mm -hmm. it's a moisturizer. Let's just call what it is instead of trying to make it something else. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's the whole thing where you see like on Twitter and stuff, it's like such and such, and then it's pink because it's for women, and then it's blue because it's for men. It's the exact same product. It's like, this was done why? I think it was, I think the first instance I saw of that ever was Yorkie's. Yorkie bars, where it was basically well, yeah, that was used men. to be just for men, yes. And I didn't actually know that until I saw it. Some I probably mm -hmm. saw it on TikTok. I get all my news from TikTok at this point. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's. But to be honest, talking about TikTok, it is where I learn about Black Lives Matter, trans issues. There is so many great creators on there. And yes, I am a thirty-six-year-old man sitting on TikTok way too much. But I learn a lot of things from these creators and some really powerful creators if you take your time to listen to them. Because you don't necessarily have to agree with all of them. There's definitely creators on there where I don't agree with everything they say. But that's the human experience. You don't have to agree on everything. And you might have a slightly different opinion, but you need to be open to it. That's the main thing. Yeah, yeah. because I think then you've got that... You've at least earned that respect of you've heard them out and then they most times would then share that respect of hearing you out as well but I think with those kind of social media feeds it's about curating your feed as well not letting it just stay homogenous and I'm saying that and I'm being very not careful with my wording but very understanding that while people are people may be drawn to a certain type of person or a certain look, which is completely fine. I think just being able to diversify what you're seeing and what you're engaging with helps so much. 
because literally if you are just sort of looking at if you're looking at very cookie cutter looks and you aren't going past a certain size a certain race a certain country of origin even literally the amount of people that i try and just follow from all aspects of life and all walks of life and try and just make sure i'm i'm engaging with different views as much as possible or just learning from what they're sharing and what they're looking at it then sort of becomes more fun and social media becomes more fun because you're not going oh there's a person doing the exact same pose 17 million times i can't, I can't stand accounts like that <laughs> it's just like and i know exactly how they're going to yep nope not following that um, but having that kind of diversity on those smaller scales helps you be able to look at things and go right I can identify how to look more diversely elsewhere in terms of a lot of different things and like I said with brands I follow I will largely only follow the ones that promote more inclusively and use more inclusive campaigns and it's not just a one-off real bodies campaign because that's a one-off and it's it feels like it's um it's it's that we've done that now yeah yeah it's virtue signaling that kind of thing it's saying look we did it okay cool now let's go further now let's take one extra step there's certain brands i've seen lately that have taken that baby step and people have gone oh my god Amazing, brilliant. I've got cool, well overdue. What's next? We need to know that there's this is not a one-off that you can just point to when people call out a very standardised look and view being used over and over again. Um, so I think just... But that comes with communication, that comes with conversation, that comes with being able to say absolutely love what you're doing, absolutely love your work, absolutely love your stuff, da, da, da. Get everyone else involved, though. Don't make it look like you are just trying to get one type of person involved. Because it, everyone comes in different shapes and sizes and looks and tastes and flavours. Um, Smells. All sorts of fun stuff. <laughs> oh, cannot wait to smell people again. <laughs> it's been so long. Like I've just like just forgotten how it, how it feels really at this point. Um, but for anyone watching like other places like Australia and stuff like that, we're still kind of in lockdown, so we are like a little bit of an itch at this point. Um, but yeah, it's 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 so important for representation and also feel seen. Let's let's go back to you mentioned at the start and, and it also says it on your Facebook that you're a bisexual man. And I know the LGBTQ community or minus the B can be I would say not so forgiving of bisexual people. And that's putting it mildly. Um <laughs> which is a shame and I think people should just be a little bit more open minded and just it's it's that whole notion, oh, they haven't made up their minds, duh, 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 stuff like that. How do you find navigating that and being in 
well, a quite vibrant robber scene in Manchester, which is fairly, in very inclusive, but I'm sure there's always going to be bad apples in, in the basket. So how, yeah. how do you find navigating that? Um, I think I've found personally just being as loud as possible with it, because it's one of those where people will just assume that because I can't stand um, straight venues. I just, if I'm going out somewhere, I just tend to just go, I don't really enjoy it. I don't really enjoy this um, for many reasons, most of the time, because half of them are Weatherspoons and... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just one of those where you sort of go out and people are going, oh, this is a... and they don't mention things like... It's just stupid things like, oh, have you had many guys to do, do, do this? And it's like, oh, ladies. Because it's that kind of, because people don't sort of see very binary um, in that kind of respect where, and that's why I sort of, I, I've got, I've got now at least a couple outfits where I can literally turn around and sort of beat loudly in these colours and sort of be like if you are not seeing this now you don't understand what flagging was please go back and do your research <laughs> <laughs> I'm flagging <laughs> um, but very much just like keeping up that and just if someone says something and it, it's like at the beginning of this when you sort of said um, I think you said something about guys and I went and girls it's just that kind of quick didn't need to be like, I dare you, you have, you have discredited half of my, my, my sexuality, you are just, it's like, and girls. And it's just that kind of normalising it and just making sure that people are aware it's not always going to be X, Y, or Z, like pansexual people exist as well. Mm -hmm. Asexual people can still be kinky as well. There are... Yeah. You know, it's an it's an entire pantheon of people. It's not just a rainbow. It, it well, it's a rainbow. It is a rainbow. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's, that's literally what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's the, the um, whole spectrum of colors and nuances and tones and experiences. Yeah, I, I definitely I know in 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 my group as well in in real clear fetish is I definitely have asexual people in my group who enjoy kink but doesn't necessarily need the sex part it's much more of a social thing um mm. i know definitely personal my own experience becoming sober sex is a, a weird size for me nowadays because mm. it was so integrated with the drug taking so even three and a half years down the line it's it's a weird size for me. And sometimes mm -hmm. I prefer the social aspect of it. I don't need the sexiness of it. Or, it, well, it's sexy, but I don't need the sex bit. And that's fine. I'm perfectly okay with that. I'm perfectly happy if I'm not in the mood for it. I don't need to force it, which I used to do. I used to force a sexual drive to happen. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. not healthy either. No. No, definitely. And it's just sort of being able to identify those kind of things and just be very... I think it's weird when people sort of hear a very matter-of-fact response. They go very like, oh, okay. <laughs> it, it, it's the strangest thing when 
versus just going off the handle because I think a lot of people, like I said, tend to just go on, go at 100 and you've got nowhere to go from there. But if you just, because then if you start with, well, actually, not gay, bisexual, and they sort of come back with something that's a bit like, oh, that's not, you know, not real, greedy, blah, 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 blah. Oh, cool. That's original. Thank you. Yeah, I've got a bingo card here. I've got a bingo card ready. You want? I want to get a full house. Can we have all of them, please? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and just sort of, because then you can go. Well, why do you do you think? Why do, do you just automatically assume? Of course, ninety nine percent of other people are probably going to be in the same boat as you, but that doesn't mean that you. Like, oh my god, this person has actually like defended their sexuality against me. <laughs> oh, I, I do you know what? I, I have to be honest. I've been guilty of when people have told me they're bisexual to be really fucking surprised because it's it's not my reality. It's not mm. my sexuality, and I surround myself with gay men. So when I do get exposed to bisexual men, I it surprises me a little bit. Mm. And and but that's fine, I guess, uh, as long as you're not a dick uh, about it. Um, I exactly. think it's the main thing, and I think I mentioned that in the episode, last episode. It's like, don't be a dick. That's just the main thing. Just don't be a dick. That's fine if you have one. You it's get... fine if you don't. <laughs> just yeah, don't be absolutely. One. <laughs> yeah, just don't be one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely that kind of. I think I I liken it if someone sort of does that too. Okay, but how do you feel if a straight co-worker acts shocked that you're gay? It's very similar, where it's just yeah. sort of, they go, oh, I didn't expect that. It's like, well, of course you didn't, because you've got a very... Because your expectations are set in a certain kind of way, someone being in that place of being like, uh, okay, cool, let's move on. Just well, if you just it's it's, it's similar to if I tell someone I had a drug problem, everyone kind of because I look the way I look, and yeah. I'm I'm still quite boyish looking, I I think, uh, and everyone's very surprised. But you're so quiet, you're so you're so nice, and they <laughs> expect someone with a drug addiction to look a certain way or behave a certain way. Um, that doesn't necessarily make me feel good because they are assuming that someone with a drug addiction or or they are dirty or they're seedy or they're not trustworthy but because i don't i don't fit that archetype they get very surprised when i tell them i've i've experienced that at work it's like well i didn't expect of that of you ralph it's like because i do present that type of archetype that goes into the teacher with a red apple at work i am a nice person. I'm. I'm. I, I don't necessarily portray what they think an addict should look like. Um, mm-hmm. But that's also like you mentioned. That's why I'm so loud about it, because it's important to have role models or examples or representation of mm-hmm. of different um, states of being or mental health and s- stuff like that. It's because it just means. That might just be one in the crowd or the sees this video or hears you at work, mention something, and they might just feel seen. And that's yeah. so important. Yeah. No, definitely. And I think that leads back to those kind of things of like, 
it's so important to get events and brands to also do the same is being on board with there's a whole pantheon of people past xyz let's bring them in because then it sort of gets into and i think i put it on that sort of um twitter sort of <laughs> thread and facebook post that i did today where if you've got more people represented and feeling included and being able to be included then there's more feet in the door there's more people in the bars those bars are then able to hold more events they're able to thrive more they're able to do more and then suddenly it's a cyclical thing to you've got a more vibrant you've got a more flourishing atmosphere and scene so that those people who are very happy now are even happier and then the people who didn't know if they would be happy are absolutely over the moon because they've got they've got a space as well um because that's the thing it's like places like the village are amazing because it is a safe space and it should be for all people it's like it's like prides when people sort of go oh you shouldn't have leather you shouldn't have you shouldn't have pups it's like sorry but sorry to um burst your bubble but the people that you are currently talking about are are the kind of people who are literally at those front front lines you know alongside all sorts of people alongside trans people alongside drag queens alongside all sorts of activists and people who ha and allies who have been literally just paving that way to suddenly say those kind of people because it's not family friendly it because family friendly is against brand basically and that's an issue as I've, well i've i've had i would say uh Sometimes when you have discussions online, it can be a little bit like talking to a door. You're not getting anywhere because it's very one-sided. I think it's easier to have discussion when you're in person, when you can kind of measure someone, you can get a feel for what they're saying and try to understand them. But when you behind a keyboard, it can be very difficult. And definitely when we're talking about the family friendly at Pride, um, I see where they're coming from, I guess. But I also, I, I get angry when I have a younger generation of LGBTQ plus people saying that fetish men are not welcome or the pups are not welcome or mm. a slightly alternative way of looking is not welcome because we all of a sudden have to fit into this picket fence dog with kids and family image. Um, well, then pride is not necessarily, it's not a family day. It's a protest. It's, 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 we've kind of lost track of what it's supposed to be. I'm not saying there shouldn't be a day where LGBTQ plus people who have kids, where it could be a little bit more friendly for that. I'm not saying there shouldn't mm. be that, but blankly saying pride is not allowing lever and rubber because it doesn't fit a certain margin. Mm. Just tastes a bit off to me. Yeah. Well, with that, it's like, it's never the kids who have the issue. <laughs> the amount of stories that I've see, heard see the funny. I've said. I've had I've had a different experience. I've talked to people in their start twenties that don't want us there, which wow. surprised me because mm. I I found I've I do find people in their start twenties quite adventurous nowadays compared to how yeah, I yeah. was. Um, was like well, I'm feeling old now, um, but yeah, it's 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 
especially young Finnish men uh, and, and women where I'm seeing them younger and younger and some of the stuff they're into is like, I, I, I was too scared to do stuff like that. And there's yeah. still stuff I haven't done they're doing. Um, so it's, it's, it's interesting mm -hmm. to see it's changed, but also we have everything online. So people's fantasies and, and tastes, you can kind of find everything on online and kind of explore it from there. Yeah, I that is quite um, quite surprising. But I think again, it it's that sort of having that conversation and educating and sort of being like, well, hold on, are you aware though? Especially if they are a young um, LGBTQ plus person, do you understand how you're able to do what you're able to do and be as open as you are and be able to be who you are mm. freely? You don't don't close that door that's been held open for you. Like that door has been opened for you, and it's been pushed and prodded and barged down a million and one times by a million and one people who have wanted to make sure that it stays open. If you're closing it behind you, in any respect um, of anything, I think we've chatted about today is just it's it it it, it we, we are at a risk of going back to. Or you're allowed to have gay sex after 21, but you have to be in your own house kind of thing. And yeah. that is now, I would rather be in the back room, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> but it's, it's it, but we don't want to go back to that. But there is this kind of, but it's, it's I guess it's natural. You kind of, it's, it's always, you take three steps forward and one step back. And it, it's always kind of felt like that. There's always like, if we get like, move a mile, we, we've seen it with trans rights. We got so far, but there's been such a big pushback as well, even within our own community. And, yeah. and I think one of the things I've learned in the last couple of years, just because someone's LGBTQ+, doesn't mean they not horrible, horrible people. Um, and it's just because they're in our community um, doesn't mean they don't have hopefully racist or transphobic views. It's 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 not just for the straights to have those views. We also have them in our own community, and that's where education comes in, and that's where role models come in, or mentors, or and and it's like. A couple of months ago when we had It's a Sin on TV, I think it opened a lot of eyes to a younger generation of where, like, our healthcare came from and where we were in the yeah. 80s and 90s. And I think it was quite mind-blowing to a lot. And I definitely a lot of my friends who are of that age group where they remember it, it was also therapeutic for them, traumatic, but therapeutic, because all of a sudden they've gone 30 years not talking about it. And now they have this series that kind of just depicts it. Um, it's a snippet. It's not nearly shown as much as it could have, but it's a snippet of it, and you learn a lot. Yeah, well, it's something. And I, with something like that, like I've got a friend who gave, who always sort of tells me about that kind of time and the classic John Hurt adverts and just saying it was absolutely insane to be sat next to your own parents seeing death throwing bowling balls. It's literally just sort of that kind of level of, oh God, shock. And having that sort of light put on it, I know that 
several um, HIV charities had actually run out of testing kits. And I know that um, Philip Normal, who did the last shirts, I think ends up at a current count. I think it was like £250,000 for charity. I think it was Tara Higgins Trust. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's that one. And it's just like mm. through that representation, through seeing yourself, because it was a very diverse cast as well. And it just shining that light on people like the Jills of the world and being able to go, it wasn't just skinny white gay men. <laughs> Even though that is what may be a quite literally whitewashed view of things may have been, it's showing, well, actually, you've got all these people who went through all of this in different ways and also how people supported each other. Um, I know that, like I said, my friend said, there was a point where there wasn't a week where you didn't wear black because there was a funeral every week. And it was just mm. absolutely insane to think of that and to actually sort of see it on, um, see it on the TV. I, the amount of people I had sort of say, please stop saying it's a really good show because it makes it sound like it's really uplifting. And I went, okay, it's an accurate show because I've heard those stories and it was accurate. It's like, yeah, it's watch it, but it is accurate <laughs> versus it's, it's education. <laughs> it's educational, gut wrenching. I watched it every Friday. I spaced it out. I couldn't watch it. I was just because of lockdown and so on my mental health kind of goes up and down like everyone else but what i couldn't watch all episodes in one go i would have been a i would have been a puddle on the floor um <laughs> i may have had needed the hotline myself at that point if i had watched them all in one go um and and i was also um, I was supporting friends after an episode because some of the people I know have lived through it and they're like, mm. I need to decompress. I need someone to talk to. So I, I had a couple of evenings where I spent an hour and a half afterwards talking about the episode and crying with this friend because they went through it and yeah. the, the, the trauma around it. Um, but there's also so many good things that come out of it, like you just said, with the testing kit, so many people are getting tested at home because we are all at home and no one's really having sex. And if we can... Should be. Well, it, be tested and, and, and sort this out, we can beat it. That's the thing. Well, that's the thing. I think it's just being able to take those opportunities of those kind of representations and just run with them. Literally just being able to go, right, what can we do with this? which I think a lot of people ended up doing. And like you said, with testing, and just to clarify, because this element shouldn't be, it's like, if you are, if we have been in a lockdown where you shouldn't have been mingling with houses, shouldn't be. If you should living with- Shouldn't, that doesn't sound even guarantee it's not happening. Yes. Uh, but I think it, it was so weird that it was airing during a pandemic, because a lot of people don't realise that because it was a what called, people called a gay disease, it was a pandemic during that time, and so I think people. It, it's so weird seeing like parallels to it as well, and sort of going right, okay, didn't learn from it that time on this, didn't learn from it this time. As we make sure, if heaven forbid, there's anything else like it, we don't do this again. 
because with those kind of mistakes of just people being in that kind of, oh, it won't affect me, la, 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 kind of headspace, especially. Um, I've sort of run into far too many people, including, unfortunately, people I've lived with who have sort of just had that attitude. And fun conversations to be had on those ones. <laughs> Let's say that. But I think just being able to take those opportunities, yeah, it's just the best thing you can do. And I think just looking at that, especially in queer media, being able to look at those small chances and just take them like crazy and say, what can I do with this? How can I sort this? How can I make something positive out of this? Whatever it is. Um... And just go from there, really. Yeah, I, I do like my my experience, at least from Manchester and, and safe spaces and so on. It it always comes off as a very warm and welcoming community. Uh, of course, I'm not saying it's all roses, um, but my experience with the scene and and the the Levermen in Manchester welcomed me and let me host my sober social at their last meetup. <laughs> before the pandemic and um and it it's just about creating those spaces um that being trans friendly or any gear goes friendly or sober or at least have a selection of sober drinks um non-alcoholic drinks um it's it's so important to be seen in an environment and not feel you don't fit in. Um, yeah. I would never, for my sober socials, yes, fetish is welcome, but it's not a priority and you don't have to have the best gear. You don't have to have the certain same brands. Um, and you can wear what you want to wear. It's it's what, of course, if it's in a cafe, be sensible for the other customers yeah. and don't run around with your dick out. Um, that It's not that kind of thing. Um <laughs> But it's 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 just important to not be judgmental and 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 as as I saw you posting about today about the whole about um, snobbery around what type of gear people wear and where they're at in their journey. Just like when I started in fetish, I was twenty two. My fetish first fetish was uh, worker gear because I'm from the country, so that's what we had. And uh, skinhead gear, because that's fairly cheap, because it's a pair of jeans and a polo shirt. So that kind of works. And then it kind of just got from there. Nowadays, it's maybe pop gear. Well, it can be a little bit expensive as well, but you don't really need much to be a pop that's more of a sense of being. Um, or sports gear, which is fairly cheap as well. Yeah. Um, so it's, 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 it's weird when you see fashion happen within the fetish community. Uh, definitely one fashion I've seen in lockdown has been um, padded ties has been the fashion and padded uh, cuffs. Um, but it's it definitely comes in waves what's popular and what fetish is popular on some aspects. When I started out, I did pop play, but everyone looked at me because I was fucking weird. It's like, why are you <laughs> pretending to be a dog? Now it's almost like you're not a pup. How dare you? Yeah. I mean, it, 
well that was sort of how I got into into it and I sort of it was so weird sort of seeing um, the amount of Twitter usernames that changed over the years like it used to be pup x pup y pup z and then suddenly it's turned into they, they've all sort of slowly changed it started finding like an old username from like back in 2015 and being like you've not changed it <laughs> <laughs> just sort of being like it's it's, it's like it's it's like you're not allowed to stand still and not develop your fetish um no, how dare I you? Def- yeah how dare how dare <laughs> i i just like i still love pop play and my my pop persona rocco is still dare but i also grew up and it was much more a part of my early 20s than it is my now almost late tw- 30s um, so I, I, I know I go into periods where I'm more into lever and then I'm going into period I'm more into rubber and then I go into period where I fucking can't stand any of it but that's okay yeah exactly well that's the thing it's just it, it's all very mood based as well you're just like well I actually feel like it's being this thing or just and I think that's where I do like the face painting it's like today i today today matthew i'm going to be an orc it's just very like i'm going to do x y or z because that's how i'm feeling and just having that versatility i i, I, will, I will say this and it may maybe slightly unprofessional but if you, if i had you in front of me in that orc costume i don't know what i would do <laughs> zug zug <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, we kind of come to the end and it's been an absolute joy to sit and chat with you. Is there, if there's anything anyone has watched and you've said, and it's kind of resonated with someone, is, is there anywhere where people can contact you? Yes. So, uh, it is Banjo Stewie. So Banjo, like the instrument or the bear, uh, and then S-T-U-A-I-E on Instagram or Twitter, uh, for the regular stuff and mucked banjo uh much like the dog and then the banjo again on recon and twitter for the naughty times for the naughty times isn't that all the yeah. times <laughs> it's going to be well, after lockdown <laughs> oh god it's, do you know what the clinics are going to be so busy <laughs> no they just... shouldn't be everyone should know their statuses they should know their get it get tested on everything. Well, I'm, I'm sure everyone's tested. I, I just yeah. think there's going to be a lot of body fluids everywhere. It's just what it is. It's it's. Ooh, don't, it's do it. don't say that. Oh, body fluids. Oh. <laughs> it's it's going to be very kinky to spit in someone's mouth at this point. Oh god, the amount of people who are just going to go. COVID. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, oh, like, it's fine. Oh, we're no. vaccinated. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's uh, Vax for Vax is going to be the next one, isn't it? Yeah. On, on, I've already seen it on Grinder. It's like, I'm vaccinated. It's like, that's not a fucking excuse. It doesn't, <laughs> it's not a free card. It's not a free card. Don't be a dick. Come on. But thank you for coming on. It's been lovely having you on, Banjo. Yeah, it's been very lovely being here. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. And that was Banjo, and um, now it's two weeks break again, and next time we are going to Berlin to talk to one of my buddies there. Bye!